Are you ready to have an open and honest discussion about sex and spiritual wellness without secrets, censorship, or barriers? This is Unbuckled with your host, Christy Ann Bella. In this program, there are no topics that are off the table, from religion to health, feelings to sexuality. Get ready to hear from some incredible people. And now, here's Christy Ann Bella. Hello, I'm Christy Ann Bella, and welcome to Unbuckled, where today my darling husband is going to be uh, continuing part two of our interview, where he interviews me unbuckling the story of your intimacy architect, Christiane Bella. So with me today is Marcin Bella. Thank you for having me. Thank you for diving into this uh, conversation. Yeah, and the table's turned. It still feels weird. (laughs) (laughs) So um, diving back into um, the unbuckling process, Mm -hmm. uh, last time we talked about the, the... origin of your of your current um jobs roles callings um as a as a as a healer and freedom fighter which Mm -hmm. we kind of unpacked as uh two different things um and we um and we kind of talked about um Kind of like the he- healing for women being different than healing for men, at least mm-hmm. in, in in your sense, right? Because right. Uh, you know, in a way, um, healing for women is dealing with the aftermath. Um, mm-hmm. Healing for men is is almost like preventative right. work, right? Right. Um, and um, and and the and the freedom fight being uh, being also preventative. Uh, work. Uh, so today, I wanted to um, k- kind of apply those notions to uh, to a different realm of life, which is of of life, of intimate life, which is which is also a huge area of of your of your specialty, which is um, infidelity and its mm. positive cousin. Uh, Polyamory, mm. and that I think is, uh, is 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 also a huge area, both both for mm-hmm. healing and for freedom fight, because yeah. um, because you know obviously infidelity is is a is a huge source of suffering mm-hmm. uh, before it happens, while it happens, right. and after it happens, and after it's revealed, and after you know just like people are just de- 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 devastated. <laughs> We have like this thing with the word devastated because we became obsessed with the good place. And there's like this really funny scene where uh, one of the characters, the demon, the demon is talking to other demons and says something. I don't even know what, but but then he says, it's it's a human insult. It's devastating. You're you're devastated right now. I know. This is how our brain works in references. All of a sudden, devastated is, it's is, like, is a funny. It's like this funny word so, now. Yeah. But anyway, it, it is <laughs> back a, to the topic. Back, yeah. back to the, <laughs> the, the really devastating um, effects of, um, of of infidelity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so obviously there's a huge uh, field for for healing, uh, but also uh, an enormous field for freedom fight because mm-hmm. you know because the very root of infidelity is. Um, is the uh, wrong system in place, right. and it's so unbelievably deeply oh, yeah. ingrained um, that even we are honestly, like just now, possibly mm-hmm. gliding into yeah. you know, some kind of functional alignment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and, and, and we are. Um, we've been, you know, we've been, mm-hmm. we, we've been subscribing to the philosophy for a long time, yeah. but oof, man, there's some, uh, some conditioning circus mm-hmm. to, uh, to deal with. So, uh, could you, uh, tell us, um, I, I know that, you know, that the way you tell your story is mm-hmm. that you've always, um, you've always, I, you've always felt, yeah polyamorous um and you know and you and and yet you just like thought that the word for it was was 
I don't know, promiscuous or, right, like, or, right. or, or whatever, uh, and, uh, <laughs> unfaithful. Yeah. Um, but but there is but there is you know but there is a difference I think. Oh you know? yeah. Um, so what like so yeah like what were your what, what what are some of the earliest glimpses that you can remember of of that like that 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 should be that there should be a path and there should be an arrangement where where this is the lifestyle and this is you know yeah i mean you know i think um i was actually reading someone's uh post recently and they they um described it like you know there's a house with a lot of rooms and and monogamy may be the room that you are most comfortable in monogamy may be the room where you feel really cozy and it feels really good to be there the idea that there's different rooms and and that really appealed to me because i never did i never felt comfortable in the monogamy room i just didn't know that there was another option until um, I discovered it through the world of of BDSM uh, via the idea of like swingers essentially, and then actually um, somebody on a date we uh, we went back to his house and he's like I want to show you this movie and it was this movie about this um, these people living um, on like a communal farmstead and they were polyamorous and they and I was like oh my god like this is brilliant like this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think I always just knew that I just assumed I couldn't be faithful and that there was something wrong with me because I was constantly cheating on people. And, and I just thought, like, well, I'm an asshole. Like, I, you know, I'm just like I'm not a faithful person. I'm a shitty partner. Um, and And I just really considered it like I was like, there's just like a defect in a character flaw. And um so initially, like you, 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 you did operate on this. That there is right, and there is that there is like the. Um, yeah, no, I was definitely operating from this place of of what you know what are considered the societal norms that you go and you find somebody and you love them and and you're with them and you're you know you're not uh, romantically or sexually interested in anyone else ever. Um, which, you know, when I say it out loud, I'm just like, this is so absurd. Like, how did we sell people on this idea? Like, like you, you don't have the same friends that you have when you, you know, as you grow, you don't wear the same clothes. You don't eat the same foods. Like everything about us changes and evolves, hopefully, um, and grows and expands as we grow and expand and your taste and your interest and your desires change. And so... Yeah, it just it always felt like like a bad fit. And then when I realized that there was this other these other options, um, these other rooms in this house, I'm like, oh, my God, like this whole time, it isn't me. It's it's the box I've been trying to, you know, I'm the round peg trying to fit in the square hole. Like, it's not me. It's the system. It's the system I was taught. Um, So once I figured that out. Um, then it became the quest of trying to find people who were like a yes for that and, and what that looked like and how it changed and how it evolved. And, and even with us, like you said, you know, you know, I've, I've had this understanding and this language and this information since before my first marriage. So since like, like early 2000s, since like probably like 2002. Um, but recently when you, um, you had a, a you have a new partner, um, and you um, had sex with them for the first time and you came home and told me, I still had to, like, the hoops weren't as severe and I was able to really see it very quickly and, like, actually laugh about it, laugh about the the social conditioning and the the way, I, you know, I've been programmed to, to see myself through the male gaze and what sex means, that I was able to come to the place in this very humorous way to realize, like, oh, you having sex with somebody else has nothing to do with me. Like, it is, it is not a fault of mine it is not um you know the absurd the thought yeah that that really clicked was like the oh. idea that i didn't shave my legs I thought, <laughs> like you're having sex with this other person because i didn't shave my legs and that was the moment when i was like this is absurd like that has nothing to do with this um especially because like even when we were talking you're like but did you even want to have sex today i was like i didn't i did not want to have sex today <laughs> like, I not, like i was not in a sexual space and I know that isn't why you had sex with this person either. It's not because I didn't want to have sex. Um, it's because you've connected with somebody who you care about and you guys have, you know, formed an interest. You, you know, um, there's chemistry there. And so you explored that chemistry because that's your yes. And 
and what I'm grateful for is that for me, it's so empowering and so freeing because I am a sovereign being. I have total autonomy over my choices. Nothing I decide to do or not do is based on what somebody else would think about it. It's solely because it really genuinely feels like a heartfelt yes or no to me. And I'm able to make that decision. And I want everyone around me to make those decisions. I don't want anything to be happening out of default or out of um, presumed obligation or or arbitrary contracts or ideas or, or you know. So, um, so I think, you know, infidelity occurs mainly because one, people aren't being honest about who they really are, that, that you know, that some people are really predispositioned, I think, in the same way people are predispositioned to be homosexual or, or uh, gender fluid or whatever that is, that like we're predispositioned to have that capacity to love and connect and feel um, intimate or romantic or sexual with more than one person at any given time. And we try to deny that because we want to fit in the, the pretty hallmark mold that society has presented us. Um, and so in doing so, you're, you know, you're like fighting against this, <laughs> this internal uh, self that always ends badly, um, you know, and so I think some people, um, you know, I know sometimes I cheated um, because I wanted the relationship to end. And I was like, oh, this is a surefire way to like, you know, to like get this relationship to end without having to like have the difficult conversation of being like, I just I'm not feeling this anymore. Instead, I'm like, oh, I'll just go fuck someone else and then you'll be mad at me and you'll break up with me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I I definitely think it's um, because it takes so much more emotionally and uh, communication wise and self introspective wise. Like when you came home and said that, I was like, OK. And and there was this part of me that was genuinely in a state of compersion that was like, oh, yay, like you guys are awesome and that's beautiful. And I, I like, you know, and like in my head, I was like, oh, that was probably such a beautiful moment to share um, because I, I know this woman. She's an incredible woman. She's like just such a love, light, like really healthy, divine goddess energy. And and so like I know there was joy there and there was just, you know, um, and, and there was just so much ease. I think, you know, the, this idea that, um, that your partner having sex with somebody else is somehow, yes, some sort of fault or defect on you or on the relationship. Like it just really isn't true. Typically, like, of course there's situations where you're, you're not communicating with your partner. You're not being honest. You're not being your authentic self. And so, you know, that will, and, and we've had those moments, we've had those moments where either or both of us were in a very funky, weird situation and we connected with somebody else. And then it did cause some static because it was like, oh, we're um, like somebody said to me once, actually, we I interviewed them on here, um, Yvette uh, Sawyer, I think was her name. And she talked about like Frank and Polly when you're trying to like pick pieces from other people to um, to like fill in the gaps of things that you don't want to talk to your partner about. Like, oh, hey, this is a need I have. Um, and, and instead you're just like, oh, I'm going to find someone. Um, and there is an aspect to Polly where I think that is, is valid to some degree. Like, you know, if, if you are somebody who's really kinky and, and one of your primary partners is not a kinky person, I, that it absolutely makes sense to go find someone who is kinky, who will, you know, connect with you but in that not, way. But not bringing it up at all. Is where, yeah, that's where that's we, like you know, trying to pretend and deny um, I think that's our biggest problem in society is we try to like conform and deny. And that's just people pleasing yeah. too, because right. you know, like nobody wants to tell another person that like there is something I need you and not giving me. Um, and, and we should, we, we, should mm -hmm. we should do it all the time. You know, I, I, I even sometimes like, like to co-teach, you know, like mm -hmm. you, you, you know, you go like the, the, that thing, like go learn that with, with them and, mm -hmm. and learn with me what's, you right. Know, what, what I'm good for. Yeah. So yeah, I think you know, and and Esther Perel talks about this to to great extent. You know, this idea of of no one person is capable of meeting all of our needs. It is just an absurd standard to which 
we are all guaranteed to fail if we attempt to hold anyone to that, whether it's your friend, whether it's your coworker, it, like it really doesn't outside of romantic relationships. It, it holds true too. family. It's just like, it is just not humanly possible for any one person to check all of the boxes. So you're either going to pretend that you don't have these needs, desires, wants, or, uh, and then you're going to be resentful because they're going unfulfilled or you're going to make demands of people to do things that they don't really want to do. And they're going to try to do it, to fill in that gap. Like especially the kinky stuff like that's Mm -hmm. like, I I think, and and I've experienced it in my first marriage. Mm -hmm. There's, there's truly nothing worse than, than, than somebody trying to do kinky stuff. They're not into. Right. Like they're just, Ooh, Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> um because it's like the, there's like this certain energy to it that like you either have or not and you really shouldn't try to know, fake try it. Try to like or, yeah, or, yeah. or like you know or like make it happen if if it, mm-hmm. if it's if if it's if it's not there because then like everything else like the 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 the, the hidden disgust or fear like oh man mm-hmm. it, it just gets 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 really gets really messy. Um well, I think it will be really useful um, for for everybody listening to um, to know a little bit uh, about about the the process. So, like you know, so okay, so um, uh, at some point you got introduced to mm-hmm. to the term, and then right. you know, so with it, I, I feel like the main the main thing that um that most people uh ne- never have and never will experience is is this um you know so like w- w- once there's like another person mm-hmm. you know the the is the is is the sharing part right, right? is uh, and 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 not just sharing as in like you are sharing yourself but um but you know, but like not, you know, uh, like the, not not hiding, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, that takes um, so much bandwidth. The and, and then and then also like the the, the you know these, these these feelings you know of like desire mm-hmm. that we are taught so deeply to you know to. To open that channel, like to 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 keep it, keep it as this like one way road, mm-hmm. you know, like this like single single highway, you know, to like really get two of them going, mm-hmm. you know. Um, when when was the when was the first time? Um, well, I guess like the, the first question, like when was the first time you like you you. You, you clicked that there mm-hmm. is this it's like uh and uh <laughs> um yeah and how 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 that would feel i i guess that you know that compersion um that compersion feeling yeah i mean it was another thing that i you know i saw other people doing i saw there was this couple um and there they were there were two couples and they uh like cross pollinated i guess you could say so you know a and b were also together with C and D and and it's like the women had a separate relationship. Um, The women and each of those other men had a separate relationship. Um, And so I saw, I was like, Oh my God, like, you know, it it works. I knew, yeah, I knew a quad. Um, And Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, I I see how this works. And, um, and so I tried (laughs) um, to create that in, my first marriage. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there was just a lot of resistance because, you know, that was somebody who isn't inherently a, uh, polyamorous person. They, they really do enjoy, um, being in their lane and then just being with one person. And so they, you know, they tried to meet me where I was and, and it just really didn't work. So, um, I think the first right now, like, I think what we, we have right now where I have, you know, I have a boyfriend, Adam, um, I have somebody else I'm, I'm dating Marco, And, um, and, and now you have somebody that, you know, just to like, I'm like, I know when I'm 
with Adam and I love Adam, um, there isn't, it isn't like diluted. It isn't like, oh, here I am with Adam. And then, you know, I, I really felt the, the idea that like how expansive love is and that it isn't a, um, a transactional thing that if you're giving it to somebody, then that means like there's less of it to give to somebody else or there's, you know, um, that it just really doesn't operate that way. Yeah. Well, that was, you know, uh, the, uh, the realization of it was what put me on that track is mm -hmm. that like monogamy essentially operates on the premise that romantic love is, is a finite mm -hmm. resource. Yeah. Resource. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and, um, um, and the, the truth is that it's an infinite mm -hmm. resource and that's like, you know, so, so my mind like un, un, you know, understood it relatively quickly, yeah. you know, is that there, there is, um, um, love is this one thing where you can take and there's more, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's how the universe exists, yeah. right? Is that there is, you know, is that it never runs out, right? You know, we can block it, mm -hmm. we can fuck it up. Like right. we can, you know, we can separate ourselves from it, but it, um, uh, it, it always exists. But of course, you know, the, the journey, um, yeah. And a lot of it was myself. A lot of it was myself, um, not putting a container on my own ability to receive love, um, not making love a transactional thing. You know, that was very much how I was taught it with my family is like, Oh, if you don't do the thing that we want you to do, then we're going to withhold love withhold from you. Expressions uh, of expressions love. Expressions yeah. of love. Um, which, I mean, really, that's just fear. It's fear pretending to be love. It's, you know, anything that's showing up and saying, like, if you don't do this, then you don't get that. That is like it's a fear. Love, yeah. yeah, that is a fear scarcity. Um, it's control. Yeah, it's, it yeah. Um, you know, genuine agape is the new term I've, <laughs> I've come around to. It, it's like this really holy divine essence of self like like spark of life beingness type love this this really like your your most pure like because I feel like this idea of unconditional love even has like a really you know um that somebody could just treat you like shit and you should love them anyway it's like no there's a difference like there's there's still boundaries and there's you know uh what you're making yourself available for and and what you're you're desiring to learn and grow from um so i think you know the the idea of being in a place of of receiving love without feeling like it had strings attached or conditions or fine print um or could be like given or taken away as like a punishment method that was like a huge shift for me um and and I feel like, you know, Adam is a huge teacher in that because, like, there's behaviors, like, you know, when I was, like, smoking pot and he's like, I just, you know, I feel different being around you when you're stoned. I feel like I don't, you know, I don't feel as connected to you. Um, and he and I had to, like, sit with that of, like, okay, you know, but, like, I don't want to not do something just because it it upsets you. And he, and he wasn't even asking for that. But it was just like, oh, am I going to be aware of what – how I show up in this relationship. Um, and does that just mean like we change where, when and where we hang out? Or does this mean that you're willing to um, not take it personally? And, you know, but there was never this withholding of like, oh, if you're stoned, I'm not going to like love you <laughs> because you're doing something that feels disconnected to me. Um, so yeah, so it was a really interesting thing to to experience, like being with somebody who um, who really never turns it off is is always you know, and and it, obviously you and I have have our own version of that as well. But I think it's um, the biggest gift I've gotten out of polyamory is you get to play with other people, and so you just have different ways in which you see the fine tuning of energetic exchange and love exchange. Because when you're with someone, it just becomes a kind of this tennis match and you get so used to each other. You just sort of like ping back and forth a lot of 
routine responses sometimes without realizing it. And, and it's really helpful for someone else to come in and be like, Oh, 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 I see that now. I see like, yeah. First perspective. Other, yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's like inviting consultant, new consultants yeah. to, your, to, to your business. Yeah. Um, so we are getting ready to take a break, but we will jump right back into this wonderful conversation as we uh, unbuckle uh, the story of, of life and experiences and, and how I became to be the intimacy architect, Christiane Bella. With me is my guest um, and uh, co-host uh, for today, Marcin Bella, and uh, we will be back in just a moment. Think about how much sound you hear all the time. Noise, music, your own heartbeat. What is it made of? How does it work? How does it affect you? The universe of music takes you into the particles of life and the beat of living. It is an interactive online masterclass of music and science taught by the internationally renowned musician and scholar, Dr. Marcine Bella. Visit theuniverseofmusic.com. That's theuniverseofmusic.com. You are listening to Unbuckled with Christy Ann Bella. Reach out to Christy Ann with any questions or comments at intimacyarchitect at gmail.com. That's intimacyarchitect at gmail.com. Christy Ann welcomes your emails. Now, back to the show. Hello, hello, and welcome back. Marcin Bella, my darling husband, king, pet, wizard, master, amazing uh, partner, is interviewing me. Uh, your usual hostess. <laughs> I am Christiane Bella, Intimacy Architect, and we are unbuckling the story of becoming the Intimacy Architect that I am. So we were talking about the, uh, the, the origins of you awakening to the philosophy and the, the actual feeling um, mm-hmm. of, of polyamory. So, um, so tell us about your first... Um, uh, so, so, so you talked about how you saw it operating mm-hmm. with um, with uh, with another couple and uh, with the du- double couple, mm-hmm. uh, I suppose. And then um, your husband at the time mm-hmm. uh, um, was uh, not ready to to uh, to try something like that. What was your first uh, What was your first working? polyamorous uh, experience us um, probably i mean i remember well, well at least at least somewhat working yeah you know? because like that's you know uh, i i know a lot of people who um who um you know subscribe to the philosophy at mm-hmm. least or try you know and and, and there's uh, and there's often the, you know the usual story is that there's you know there's a, there, there's a glimpse mm-hmm. right and there's something attractive to it and then eventually um uh corruption creeps mm-hmm. in you know either 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 jealousy just kind of like mm-hmm. blows up on 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 one side or another or like insecurities well jealousy really is insecurities right. um um or like people some kind of like some, somehow slip back into something and, and things blow up but you know but 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 the glimpses are there you yeah know? so like what, what what was your first um at least like short-lived when I was in high school actually and I was single and and I was just calling it like I'm single and I'm dating other people and so like we would say like well we're seeing each other and so it's like it was like this you know again we didn't really have the language we were using like you know what we what was available. So this idea of like, you could be seeing other people cause we're not dating. We're not officially boyfriend, girlfriend. We're not like, you know, it's just like, okay, I'm seeing other people. So, um, so I, I, I did have this like, or, you know, I had a girlfriend or a girl that I was seeing. She had a boy, a guy that she was seeing. I had, um, this other guy that I was seeing. Um, and so, you know, looking back on it now, it was like, oh, we were kind of doing this polyamorous thing. We just really didn't have the vocabulary. Um, we were, you know, throwing it under the the terminology that we we had, which was this idea of you could see other people, and that's somehow isn't tying you to any one monogamous person. agreement exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so yeah, so then you know, doing single poly after um, after I got divorced. 
and there was like a stretch where I had uh, multiple people that I was dating. Um, I think there's an interesting thing though, like, because when you are single, I think people still subscribe often to, you know, to this idea that like, you're dating other people until you find the one person who you want to go on the escalator relationship with. Um, And so when you and I met, actually, um, I was seeing somebody who really wasn't a fan of of the non-monogamy thing, um, although they also attempted to to try it. Um, And uh, and then when you and I got married, um, we, you know, we had that conversation from the beginning that we both had explored polyamory and, and, you know, knew that that was going to be the dynamic going into it. So, um, I think, you know, really, I, I feel like Adam has been, has been like, was like the first moment where I was like, this is really functional. This is really healthy. This is really clear. Everyone's on the same page. It was the first time I think there was like a really great, what we would call, um, kitchen table polyamory where everything's up, you know, on, on the level up, um, out in front. Um, everybody knows everybody, everybody can be around everybody. It's like, it's really cool. It's, it feels really, um, really easy. And and the communication is really clear and, um, and everyone's wants and desires and needs are, are being heard. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that's the point where it really, it really felt like it started thriving for me um, as far as, you know, working without feeling like there was like, like struggling to make it work. It was just like, oh, wow, this is, you know, just beautifully aligning. So now uh, the, the, the biggest, the biggest, deepest question, do you... Uh, do you like uh, in in the polyamorous uh and, and overall just kind mm-hmm. of like sex positive circles um the the word species get the get yeah, thrown around yeah, dangerous yeah. species right mm-hmm. um do you really believe that that these are predispositions or um, um, well, yeah, I mean, I really do. I do think that, that it is like a species thing, I think, you know, and hopefully science will care enough to want to like do the research and, and, um, cause I feel like if, if that were to happen, it would show that there really is a certain, like, emotional mindset and like physiology. And, you know, I I think there are people who just really are designed that way that it like, it really makes sense for them. And, and, um, what like monogamous, I think, well, I think more people are probably polyamorous than are monogamous is, is my personal opinion. And I would be, I would love to see science, do some research on that because based on science of the past, when, you know, if you go back and, and like books like sex at dawn and, and the ethical slut have done, you know, dug into the research of, of, you know, how we used to operate before it became this very like, uh, patriarchy driven, uh, property, ownership, money, yeah, ownership, ownership, you know, and that, you know, and that shifted <clears throat> things. But yeah, I think, you know, right now in this modern society, I think, you know, people really are geared towards that and they either don't know it, um, because they're, we're trained as a society to follow suit, you know, you go mm-hmm. pair off, find somebody, you know, um, and so I, I think it would be really interesting to see the research and, you know, and I think it would be fascinating to see, you know, like I know people right now who are having, who have kids and, you know, they're, the conversations are just different, you know, like my friends raising children, there isn't this conversation of like, you'll meet someone one day and go live happily ever after. It's like, these conversations are like, we love people in this communal way, in this tribal way. Like, you know, you can have more than one boyfriend or girlfriend or, or partners or, you know, 
um, it's the same conversations that are happening about like gender. And, you know, it's just, it's going to be really fascinating, I think, to see the, the next generation's approach because I, I had to figure this out. It wasn't like someone was like, oh, hey, you have some choices. Like you can, you know, go find a heterosexual monogamous relationship or you can, you know, tap in and see like, are you queer? Are you, you know, where are you on the sexual spectrum? Where are you on the poly spectrum? Because everybody, you know, this idea of like, you could design your own relationship. I think we're coming into a place where like future generations the default won't just be monogamy. The default will be, hey, I have the option to design my own relationship and decide at any given time what that is. And, you know, somebody I dated, I dated this woman when I first moved here to Nashville and she's in a monogamous relationship right now. But like, that wasn't her thing when when her and I got together. She was like, oh, like I'm a poly person. And, and while she still ultimately feels like she's capable of loving and connecting, she has decided that her and her partner would make sense for them logistically. Um, and the partner that she's with is also somebody who was in a, a polyamorous marriage. Um, you know, but they've decided that at this point, what makes sense for them is to to live in this monogamous way. And so I think, you know, it's not a finite thing either. Like that's the key to designing your own relationship is that every person you encounter, every situation it becomes, well, how are we creating this? Well, and, um, uh, right. So, so I don't know, like I, 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 I kind of, when you think about like what monogamy really is, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, um, it's an agreement that, that 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 we won't engage romantically or sexually sexually with um, with other people, um, but you know, but it's um, like, t- like to me, it's um, um, it's kind of silly, you know, because <laughs> because. Um, you know, like you, like you don't know right. who who's gonna walk into your life, mm-hmm. and you know, and so you know, so um, you know, so that agreement is 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 something that's that's going to to get challenged at some point, mm-hmm. you know, because because I don't think there is anybody on the planet who um, who. Uh, who like truly can like agree with themselves that they won't be attracted to mm-hmm. to 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 yeah. anybody else, you know. So so it really comes down to um to uh just like being just being really present in the relationship, mm-hmm. you know, and just like really listening to yourself and um and the and give, give, giving the the constant updates, mm-hmm. you know, both to yourself and to your and to your partner. Um, so I don't know. I, I personally don't buy into the species thing. I, I think as a species, we, you know, we are the kind of species that will eventually happen to like somebody else, um, right. you know, and like to, to, to what extent we engage, um, is, uh, is, is, is up to an agreement, but I think, you know, as, as this, you know, t- tying back to the, to the, freedom fight um aspect of things i you know i think it's just really uh really important that um that 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 we that we challenge it because um that we challenge that norm right. you know because i know very i know very well what happens uh when you block yeah when you know because like i i was in a i was in the traditional monogamous marriage that was guarded by um by morals mm-hmm. you know and and i actually like take morals seriously you know uh, so i i took it seriously and you know and and i kind of like it it, it felt a little bit like like self-castration like i, I like i mm-hmm. you know i cut off the the natural flow of of attraction and engagement and you know 
just like it's like this like crude chop you know anything mm. that anything that remotely resembles like romanticism or sexuality or flirtation anything that's just like mm-hmm. off limits right yeah. um and you know and it's like really um put me in a in uh, you know and just like really just kind of like messed with the energy flow through my lower triangle mm-hmm. and I, like i you know um um i found myself being like 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 physically physically sick mm-hmm. you know um so so it, it, in a way and and you know so it, in a way even just like immoral promiscuity, I think is like healthier than you know than a staunch uh, right. moral right. monogamy because it's like closer to um, to to our nature, mm-hmm. which is to like be be uh, be physically and romantically and sexually like alive and open and curious mm-hmm. and um, and and open. Yeah. Yeah, one of the turning points for me actually was when I was with my ex-husband, Josh, and after going back and forth for years on agreements and rules and guidelines and, and, and partially open and blah, 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 I, uh, I asked him to give me one month to do it fully open, like kind of relationship anarchy style, like just like give me one month where like we do it my way, like no rules, no nothing. Like, and I thrived in that month, like everything was just like on fucking mega magic high alert super sparkly like i was just like singing hallelujah from the fucking mountaintops like my business my physical self my mental emotion like everything was just like yes and um and you know when he came to me like towards the end of that month and was like i fucking hate this and like you need like we're done with this and like and i was like no <laughs> like I'm like that's it like you know he's like you you know he gave me the ultimatum of like either we're going to go back to being monogamous and we're going to work it out and figure out our relationship um or I'm leaving and I was like okay bye like I'm like I understand now that my life thrives my whole being everything in me is is fully functioning when I am not hindering and turning off because it it leads to disassociation. It leads, yeah, like, you know, to so many, you know, anything we resist, it, it just creates blocks and disharmony um, when we're, we're living in denial. And, um, and, you know, and that's not to say that you should just like give in on a whim to every impulse. Like, you know, there's, there's lots of people who I find attractive who I don't go and fuck because I also have other checks and balances in place about what is important yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, there's a long um, way from attraction and, you know, to Marco engagement. And, you know, Marco is actually a great example of that. Like, I'm dating someone, you know, I, I think there's a lot of lovely things about them, but there's a lot of things that I'm like, hmm, I'm not r- really sure yet that I want to engage so deeply in a sexual way because I feel like there's some energetic things that need tidying up on this person's part before I would be willing to be that open and receive that. So, you know, I, I'm somebody who, um, who has cultivated a lot of discernment over the years. Um, you know, I've, I've enjoyed the aspect of, of just seeing someone and being like, Oh, you're hot. Let's, let's go have sex. Like, you know, I've had that experience and and now on the other side, I'm like, Oh, I really enjoy this more, uh, specialized, more, more fine tuned of like, okay, what, besides sex do we have going on and and that was the interesting thing about Adam is I wasn't like physically attracted to Adam I wasn't like oh my god he like totally turns me on it was so much an energetic and emotional intimacy of just like beautiful connection I was like wow this is a beautiful human being whose presence I just really enjoy being around um you know and I think sometimes when we've gone with just like oh this this person has hot sexual energy, like with Lolita, like, you know, she's like a tantrika who just like dripped fucking sex. Um, and we had sex and it was a huge mess because it was just like messy sex energy. <laughs> like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, Oh, like, you know, w- what's going on here? Um, or trauma bonding, you know, like, you know, I had with like Hana was like, you know, somebody who, yeah, like there was sexual energy, but it was a lot of trauma bonding. And and so there was a lot of like discourse there. So yeah, I mean, looking back on different relationships I've had, I think, you know, I've learned to refine 
what it is that I want to engage with and why and um, and just feeling empowered to know that those choices are my choices. And it's not that I don't respect. In fact, I think even more so, like, because I know very well that my choices have a ripple effect into the world that, you know, obviously impacts the people I'm most connected to, like, you know, my, my husband and, um, I, I'm not making choices because of them, but I am aware within myself of like how important everything I do is to the expansion of my energy in in the world that I care more than I did when I felt like an obligation of like, when my ex-husband was like, you know, I can't believe like, you can't suck that guy's dick because like, my male insecurity and my ego and my whatever feels threatened by that um, because I'm judging you. And, you know, all this is like, that didn't work. Like that just, I was just like, fuck you all suck 10 dicks. Like watch me suck every dick. <laughs> but yeah, but when it was like, Hey, like you do whatever you want to do, I'm trusting you. Like I have a great deal of trust in what you're doing and what you're engaging in, because I know you care enough about yourself that you're going to make choices that are in your highest alignment and, and vice versa. And so I think, you know, not trying to control someone and really surrendering to that place of trust of like, I'm going to trust my partner or partners to make their best choices and trust myself to be able to take care of me and set boundaries or, or change things or have the conversations to adjust things. If something happens that I'm like, oh, that doesn't make me feel comfortable or I, you know, I don't feel good about that. And like, how can we like reevaluate or adjust or, you know, um, you know, have some kind of understanding? Um, because it's just such a funny thing, you know, this idea that monogamy somehow feels safer because you feel like you won't be left. I mean, it's just such bullshit. Like, <laughs> like, it's just like, well, you like know. you're safer from, from, from direct threats, uh, to your insecurities, mm-hmm. which, you know, which, which a lot of those right. need to like, yeah, a lot of those need, need to, need to come out. Come out yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah um, but you know, like one of, uh, as, as we're approaching the um, closing time, um, when I first um, uh, started mingling with, you know, with, um, with, with the open relationship class, there was this um, older guy who was kind of like the, um, uh, Kind of, kind of like the the, the senior senior sage of mm-hmm. you know of that like burnery uh, poly and he's like a really 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 good calm mm-hmm. person you know healthy um, and his you know his his conversation starter um, and this was very simple he he would say we're just not here to control. Mm-hmm. you know like control is never an answer to anything like you know if if control gives you the illusion of safety um well then you you know like like you, you live a very limited right. life and you know and um and and and, and like you're saying you know tr- like con- <laughs> control is no substitute for for trust mm-hmm. that's why i personally think that um that I, I have trouble seeing I kind of don't don't, don't buy the, the 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 monogamous nature. Like the, like like you said, there may be a monogamous period mm-hmm. or, or or like chapter or something, but uh but ultimately um I have trouble seeing it as anything other than a form of control. Mm-hmm. Um is delegating the control over um over yourself to an external mm-hmm. Um, agreement and and is such a it, it, it you know it's um, it can't work um, you know so uh, uh, so yeah so in in in, in closing um, what would you know what would your advice be to like people who are who are like just just awakening to, to the possibility. What are what, what are like what were some of the you know like top top two of like things to watch out for and, and, and deal with? 
why you feel jealous. Like what, mm. like, you know, I think jealousy is, is often like inner child work that needs to be done. It's, it's stuff that's showing up that like needs um, for, for safety and for attention and for affection and, and stuff weren't met throughout your life. And, um, and so feelings of unworthiness, um, you know, that's, that's like a big piece, like definitely, you know, any relationship that you're in is going to go better. If you do your inner work, if you go in and dig into the, the wounds that you have and, um, and why they're there and, um, and learn from them because then you're not looking to somebody else to, to be the solve to your, to your wound. Um, so, you know, I think that's a vital piece and, um, and how you practice self-love, you know, we, we are tribal creatures by nature. We are, we do do better and we learn and we grow from being connected. We, we really, you can't do all your self-love, self-healing work on your own. You do need to bounce things off other people, but that shouldn't be your first line of defense. Like your, your first, you know, go-to should be like, okay, how am I doing some inner work? And then how am I going into community, into connection and like, and, and working with what I've figured out with, with somebody else. So then it becomes collaborative. Um, but it's, you know, like they say in AA, you, you know, you clean up your, your side of the street first, um, before you go and, and try to, you know, connect with community. Um, and that, you know, ultimately like trusting yourself, um, creates love, like unbelievable love, like, you know, us, moving into the dynamic of, um, of relationship anarchy, uh, has been the healthiest and the most vibrant our relationship has ever been to just sure. really be in that state of trust. So, um, with, with great trust comes great love. And that brings us to the end of our interview segment. This is super fun. I definitely want to do more of these. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I am Christiane Bella, your intimacy architect, and we have been unbuckling me with my darling, Marcine Bella. Thank you for having this conversation. Thank you for having me. Yes. And thank you all for listening. I am so grateful, and uh, we will talk to you again soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to Unbuckled. You can join Christy Ann Bella for another program with amazing guests, stories, and advice every week on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be sure to check out our new show coming soon.